very strong card. An overloaded Berlin carriage had recently swayed into the inn-yard and disgorged howling children harried by a screeching mother. The party had pounded up the outside stairs, and now some possessions were being unloaded. They were staying for the night, and above, the children still howled and the mother still screeched. In English, an English party might want to strike up an acquaintance with him. Robin was a gregarious fellow, but he chose his company. A crash and shriek of rage should have settled it, but he glanced outside again. His mother often predicted that curiosity would be the death of him, but what would you? It was his nature. You agree, don't you? Robin said to Coquette, who twitched her enormous ears and wagged her plumy tail. Agree we should leave? asked Poic. Agree we should stay? asked Fontaine. Agree we should investigate outside, Robin said, picking up the dog and rising. I'll get a better look at the weather and ask advice of the local people. With that, he strolled outside, tucking Coquette into his large coat pocket, which she seemed to enjoy. It was as well he liked to dress casually for travel, for the current fashion was for close-fitting coats with no useful pockets at all. He approached the now silent figure, considering what language to use. His Italian was only passable, but his French was perfect, and they were in France. May I aid you, sister? he asked in that language. She turned sharply, and his breath caught. He was looking at a stunning face. It was oval, but the tight white cap she wore beneath the grey veil was made with a widow's peak that came down almost to her brow. The narrow frill continued all the way to the tie beneath her chin, forming a heart shape that seemed designed to emphasize large, dark eyes and full, soft lips that needed no emphasis at all. What demented bishop had thought up that cap? For a certainty, no mother superior would have done so. Her complexion was pale, which she supposed common enough in the cloister, but it glowed with health as perfect as the creamy rose petal tumbling over a nearby wall. Her nose was straight, with tiny dimples just above the nostrils. And those lips... Robin inhaled. Such lips were made for kisses, not confessionals. And she was young. She could not be much more than twenty. She disciplined those lips into a firm line. Thank you, monsieur, but I need no help, she said, and turned away. Good French, but not that of a native speaker, and people generally swore in their native tongue. Italian, for sure. What the devil was an Italian nun doing in northern France alone? He moved into her line of sight, plying his most disarming smile. Sister. I have no ill intentions, but I can hardly ignore a lady in distress, especially a bride of Christ.
She made as if to turn away again, but then stilled and studied him in a remarkably direct way. Robin hid a smile. Put that with the cursing, and what he had here was not a true nun, but an adventuress in disguise. And to think he'd been bored. Permit me to introduce myself, sister, he said, bowing. Mr. Bonchurch, English gentleman, very much at your service. He felt a little uncomfortable at such a direct lie, but he always used a false name when travelling in France. His true name and title caused fuss, and sometimes people would even alert the local dignitaries, and he'd be plagued with visits and invitations. And this, after all, was a mere amusement en route. The nun continued to study him, as if making calculations. Before she